Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show are Alan and Taylor of Orange Theory, coming to you from San Diego, Orange County, and the Bay Area with 42 different locations. Guys, how are you today? What's going on? Fantastic, man. Thanks for having us here. I'm excited to have the both of you, two of you on here. Now, guys, obviously, this this is a a business-focused podcast. We pick the brain of people in the fitness industry on the business side of what they do. Most of the people listening to this, I assume, know what Orange Theory is or have come across it in some capacity at some point. But before we dive in too much, give us an example of, of how you describe Orange Theory. What is this business from a 30,000 foot view? 30,000 foot view. I would say it's, it's a good time filled with sweat and smiles. Honestly, it's, uh, you know, we've incorporated technology uh, to support this five-zone heart rate-based interval training concept, and we, we fuel the room through treadmills, water rowers, and a bunch of floor equipment, and just savvy coaches, certified professionals that are <laughs> borderline entertainers. I mean, we create such a party, and uh, you and I both know one of the important things about fitness is lifestyle, it yeah. becoming a lifestyle, and uh you know, if you find something good and you're having fun, it's hard to give that up. There's oh, a lot sure. of there's a lot of bad things that we shouldn't do, but we do them because they're good. <laughs> there's a lot of good things that we shouldn't do, but we don't do them because they're not fun. And we've just crossed that bridge. We figured out that uh, just that magic formula to get people to have a really good time, build community while experiencing great success and, you know, achieving their fitness goals. Yeah. And, and Orange Theory has become a national entity at this Mm -hmm. point, but you guys are here focused on the California region and and Southern California specifically. When did you guys get involved with this? How how did we get here today? I'll jump into this one first, Taylor, and then you're up next, girl. (laughs) Uh, So Joe, yeah, I met um, the original franchise owner for our group in San Diego. His name's Pete Sellner. And I was uh, prior to meeting him, I was doing outdoor boot camps and uh, just doing personal training. And I kept meeting with my clients at a Starbucks right next door to the first location here in San Diego where Pete was under construction. And uh, he was using Starbucks for his little office space. And I kept running into him and I just knew he was part of this, this Orange Theory fitness thing. And I fell victim to thinking it was called Orange Therapy like so many others do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyways, uh, after, you know, the friend in Pete, and learning more about uh, what Orange Theory was, but more importantly about Pete and his vision and his love for people. Uh, I knew immediately it was just like bro love and I wanted to be aligned with uh, what he wanted to create. And so uh, that's where my life really kind of changed as well as began uh, with Pete and Orange Theory. That was about eight and a half years ago at a Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor, how did you get involved? Mine is not as exciting. So I actually was a member. I used to live in DC working in special events. And then I was working so much. And so Orange Theory became that like one hour of the day that I could check out and really focused on myself. 
So once COVID hit and I was kind of figuring out which direction to move, I thought this would be a good opportunity to take something that I'm passionate about in my personal life and combine it with my professional life. So it kind of just transitioned into something. I um, yep. moved over to management. And then I, when I relocated to San Diego, my current position opened. So it just it fit like a puzzle piece. Right. And, and so a couple of stops along the way for both of you guys. But now here we are, a, a one-two punch, ready to take on the next stage of growth for this. Like you said, Alan, this is a, a, a fitness business focused on making things fun. But if you were to describe the service, essentially, this is in the group training space. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, it's all instructor-led group classes, um, all reservation-based as well. Uh, full schedules available at all of our different studios. But um, uh, yeah, again, with the, leveraging the technology and bringing real value to this idea of heart rate-based training, allowing people to have true metrics and measuring their success in a workout more so than just, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, of course. Not yeah. to say there's no value there. There's something there. But when you can add the component of measurable results, uh, it definitely brings us to another level. And just uh, what we've been able to do with the brand in Orange Theory um, overall globally now, it's, uh, it's a universal language when it comes to, you know, these colored zones and what we do with Orange Theory. So it's right. like, uh, yeah, this, this new language that uh, everybody's talking. So yeah. it feels good to help people find success that way. For somebody walking into one of these classes, obviously studios vary in size and how many people we can hold is, is going to be case by case. But on average, how, how, how many would you say are in a, a, a typical class? A typical class, probably about 20, anywhere from 25 to 30, I'd say. Uh, we can host up, you know, more than that and what we call a 3G style workout. Depends on how many stations are available in the studio. But I'd say average studio, uh, at least within our franchise group, we have probably 15 st uh, stations. Uh, so that can bring collectively 45 people in a room maxed out. Otherwise, it's on average 25. Yeah, by say 25 to 30. Okay. And, and I mean, to your point earlier, people people need this, people that are interested in novelty and making fitness less of a punishment and more of a good time. Who is the, the target demographic, Taylor? What's the, what's the avatar that we're looking for when we're trying to find new members? I mean, it really ranges depending on the studio's location. And then obviously when a member or a potential member comes in, what their goals are. So we kind of cater to them if we've got a studio that's near college, we might be heavier in the student base. Whereas if we're residential, we might have our group of moms that are dropping off their kids and wanna come in and again, spend that hour really just zoning out and focusing on themselves. So it really depends. Our coaches are great at understanding whoever walks through the door, what their goals are and how we can kind of cater to them for group fitness, but you know, every single workout, every single day is really individualized towards that specific person. Right. And I think it's, it's important to note, obviously there are any number of people that we can help with this service, but as far as, as the marketing that goes out, what does that look like? What, I guess, what platforms, where are we trying to get in front of people so that they even know Orange Theory clubs exist and we're looking for new members. Yeah, it 
it really ranges, to be honest, for most of our studios, the referral aspect is huge for us. Our members are so passionate. And so it's often that they spread the word to family and friends or um, acquaintances. And we get those people just funneling through the doors and reaching out. But um, from a marketing point of view, we've got our social media outlets. So through Instagram and Facebook, we have ads. Um, and then we're you know, working really hard to be active in the community and just show face, especially kind of post or somewhat post COVID. People are um, ambitious to be out and about and to communicate. And so that face-to-face -face has been really important for us, kind of building our brand awareness and connecting more one-on-one. -on -one. So even if you don't know about us or you're not walking into our studio, we can still catch you outside at maybe an event that is like-minded and can mm. relate and draw you in that way. So right. it varies, yeah. Yeah, and, and marketing, I mean, marketing is typically more of a toolkit than a singular tool anyway. We need mm -hmm. to be able to hit people in, in a different way and at different times. And so for you and, and with the, the vast number of clubs and locations, is this handled in a, in a total sense, like centrally or are individual clubs responsible for putting these things out or some combination of both? It's a combination of both. So we'll do regional events where all of our studios will have somebody um, as a point coming and we're coming together. But our individual studios also do a lot within the area that they are. So we have general goals for them that we hope to get them outside of the studio and really involved. And then as a whole, we'll do that as well. Gotcha. And, and so that's, I mean, obviously, each of these clubs, the, the conversation that we're having is focused on growth, right? Especially post-pandemic, we're looking to grow memberships. We're looking to get people in. Alan, once people are in, right, we've got these leads coming in. What's the typical process like in order to get them signed up as members? Who's handling that and, and what do they experience from the client perspective? Man, it's, uh, you know, we're so good at this and I'm super proud of our team and how they, you know, really support the human experience here. Uh, first of all, and you probably know this, Joe, when people come in to pursue their fitness goals, I mean, they have an objective, and yet the anxiety level is so high, the discomfort in almost pursuing their goals are so high, comfort is really low. And our teams are really good at just shifting that in, from the initial experience to the moment they walk out the door with membership in hand, so to speak. So that's really their focus to, to change the anxiety, lower that while increasing the comfort and uh, just continue to build on that, create a momentum to take them to the next step, the next day, the next week, the next goal. But uh, when we get a member that, um, or I say a prospect that comes into the doors, you know, it's, again, it's reservation based, so it's already been booked. So our teams are prepared to take them in. We give them a big welcome. We let them know immediately the sense of feeling, compassion, community, support, encouragement, they get it from the moment we, we interact. Uh, so there's no sense of coldness that's ever experienced with us. It's full warmth and just acceptance. They come in and, uh, you know, we collect information from them as we need to, uh, what we call this basic client intake form. But this client intake form is really kind of the conversation piece and almost a glimpse into their soul. And that's kind of the way we look at it because we're asking questions about their fitness goals. You know, who do they know? Who's their support system? All of that. Those could simply be words on paper, but they're not for us. We mm -hmm. ensure that we incorporate this and infuse it into our conversations from that moment forward. 
and it gets passed on to the coaches. So the introduction member to coach is not just a pass off, you know, here's your, here's our prospect, take care of him coach. And, you know, we'll see you on the flip side. Uh, there's a full transfer of trust, we call it, that takes place. So it's about relationship building. And all of our teams understand this. Before we're staff, before we're coaches or anything, we are professional relationship builders. We're very intentional about making people feel supported and motivated and more importantly, feeling like they made the right decision to step foot into the doors. So uh, yep. we handle that whole relationship. Obviously, once we get into the workout, that's just like when things really turn up because uh, they now get distracted from the anxiety. Now they're hands-on experiencing little victories along the way. And again, our coaches make it fun, but you know they also tie them to the successes of what they're doing minute after minute. By the time we hit the end of this workout, I mean, there is so, such a feeling of camaraderie and excitement. And we always incorporate the entire room to celebrate an individual. It's not a one-off conversation to say, hey, Joe, good job. You know, you made it, you survived the class. Right. I and mean, we cel we'll celebrate you in front of everybody because we want you from this moment right here, your first day with us, that you have family. You know, you're not alone in this thing. So what you call your fitness goals, sadly, they're now our fitness goals, Joe. We take them, we take them on and we're gonna run that race with you, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we build a good feeling of just like, success and uh that turns into uh they you know we just really tee them up for our our sales associates our front desk to really just assist them in selecting their membership that's what it comes right. down to it's not uh whether or not they want to sign up and join the family it's which membership option supports you know your situation so that we can continue pursuing your fitness goals because yeah. again your goals that, are our that goals. really speaks to both sales and retention Mm -hmm. Right. Of course, we want to convert people to members. Leads are are wonderful, but they don't mean much until they're paying customers. But once we get them as paying customers, how we keep them is just as important as everything that we've talked about so far. And so for you guys, that starts from the very beginning. How do I have a, a human interaction with somebody? How do I find out what they're actually looking to do? Here's how we can help with that. And then once we're in there, we're going to celebrate it, right? We're going to take, mm -hmm. we're going to tackle this as a group and people really value that sort of community and, and camaraderie to, to use a word that you used, especially now after the last 24 months, I think we, we need that now more than ever. And so for you guys to, to put that as one of your values and something that is so important to you is, is really tremendous. Talk to us a little bit about where this whole thing is going, right? The, the goal coming out of a pandemic, I assume, is growth, right? Any business is trying to grow. What does that growth look like for you guys? Where is this, where's this ship sailing? Well, I mean, I can, I can quickly say that, number one, the pandemic was... Um, and that was a huge weight on everyone's shoulders, obviously. Sadly, we saw what it just kind of decimated the fitness industry. I mean, closures across the nation. I think what was the numbers on earth were like 35% closures nationally. And here in California, it was like 20 to 25%. Uh, so it's been tough. But, you know, that, that phrase we've, we've heard, uh, a setback is uh, a setup for a comeback. And that's what the industry has really experienced at this point. Now, I, you know, we all believe wholeheartedly that now fitness is, and 
you know, physical health is such a, a priority in life now. And we've always talked about it in the past, but now having gone through this pandemic, we're seeing the, the I mean, society's making a shift and not just that, we're seeing large medical institutions finally starting to prescribe fitness as medicine, so to speak. Um, and that's a, that's a big breakthrough. So I feel like we're, you know, the landscape has really been set for us and the ones that have survived the pandemic in the fitness industry, uh, we have a responsibility to go after this hard and heavy with the intention to help as many people as we can. And we have a huge audience that's now eyes are wide open, hearts are wide open, and their emotional hearts are wide open because they've been missing the, the community of what it means to be in fitness and to be around others. Um, I mean, our growth plans at this point, you know, we currently have 40 studios active, another six that we're opening between our three regions. Um, but across the board, you can see... Uh, you can see these, the ones that have made it through are really positioned to continue to grow. And we're definitely on that forefront. So we're excited about this year's growth in the next six to eight months. But, uh, you know, we're not going to stop there. We'll continue to expand. You know, we got plans in our uh, Bay Area probably to grow another 15 to 20 studios. Yeah. Um, San Diego, another three to five studios here. Orange County, the same. Um, and, you know, when we reach that point, likely we'll expand, just kind of continue to just stretch the perimeter of our, our region. Um, but yeah, no, no plans to stop here. There are way too many, way too many families to uh, positively affect and too many lives to change. So people need mission, the help. My friend. they do. People need the help. And so Taylor, it, it seems like sort of a, a tall task for you. How does that get accomplished? It is. There's a lot of studios to help out. Thankfully, I've got a good team that's spread out between the three regions. And so for me, the, the biggest thing is just voicing to them to really communicate with me and tell me where I'm needed and how I can support them so that nothing really falls between the cracks. We have weekly, monthly meetings so that we can all connect. And I do my best to kind of go around and be in studio whenever I can. So just being at their support system. Yeah, guys, I mean, it's exciting to talk about. Obviously it's been a, a tough two years for a lot of people in our industry, but it there's hope, right? Things are coming back and, and things are trending in a more positive direction. And that's really the exciting part for, for franchises, for individually owned businesses, no matter who we've got people to help. And, and Alan, to your point, it's our responsibility, right? This is, this is a necessary service and, and people need the help. So guys, I think that's probably a pretty good place to, to start to wrap this whole thing up. Um, but I, I always enjoy this type of conversation, especially with people that that have decision-making power and and can really steer and influence businesses like this so i appreciate the time from both of you and and i'll look forward to seeing where this takes you in the future and we'll have to get you back on here down the road and, and see where the whole thing ends up how's that sound that'd be amazing man thank you so much for this show fantastic yeah, yeah give thank our love to alex and the team all right and so to everyone else who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast. We talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Iron Antler Fitness in Bolverde, Texas, Mr. Warren Wanyura. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? Awesome, man. Feel even better. I didn't mess up your last name. So <laughs> everything's gravy from here. So you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's pet peeve of mine. So I'm, I'm glad we got that ironed out. So let's jump into it, man. Tell me what Iron Antler is all about. Man, we're all about strength, fitness, nutrition, community. Um, it's, it's about the, I mean, it's really about the community, honestly. Um, we have a, we're in a small town in Bulverde, Texas, which most people have no idea where it's at. So that's a good thing sometimes. Um, but we're very, everybody knows each other. All the kids go to high school together, middle school, elementary school. So we're about the community. So it's, uh, I'd say that's kind of what we're about. Awesome, man. So um, we'll get into it a little bit more, but for everybody out there listening, I don't want to get you in trouble. You can't say it, but if you're if you're trying to formulate a mental image of what Warren's doing down there, think CrossFit gym, think CrossFit style community, CrossFit style workouts. We can call it functional fitness so that no one gets sued, but the mental picture should be um, those things that, that that CrossFit community is known for. And uh, as a former affiliated gym, um, those, those roots run deep. Fair to say? Fair to say. Keep, keep you out of trouble with CrossFit legal, but it'll <laughs> let the listeners know what, what we're talking about here. So It's all about me, functional fitness. It all comes back to that. Yeah, right. As if, you know, I mean, CrossFit may have invented the thruster, I guess. But <laughs> other than that, people have been squatting, pressing, doing pull-ups for a long time. But I digress. Give us some background. Before we get into too much about what you're doing now, um, Give us some background. I know you've been involved with that gym for a long time before you became an owner. So um, bring us up to speed there of how you got involved and, and what drove you to eventually become the new owner of it. Well, I've been, I was a member at one time and became a coach about three or four months after that um, because right. I just, this, I just loved it. And it got me back into that competitive edge, which I've always played sports and just wanted to get back into it and, just saw the community that was there and got to meet a lot of cool people. My wife was already working out there. So um, I was the only male coach at that time. It was mostly women that were working out and we had some of the husbands starting to join and the owner back then was like, Hey, you know, if you come in then maybe it brings some more of the other guys. And it did um, fast forward, you know, seven years later um, had an opportunity during the COVID um, to purchase this gym. And I've been here almost two years now. Sounds like you're loving every minute of it too, sir. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Us, you know, COVID notwithstanding, I think 
Um, like we, we talked about off the air and like many people in this industry, you get the, you have the ability to take over something that you were, there was a big part of your life. You're a part of the community and whether you had thought about it or not before, it's one of those things where you start scratching your head and it's like, well, maybe I don't want to see somebody else take this thing over. Exactly. So I, I'm going to be the best person. I think I, I have a lot of ideas. I can do this. And it, to a certain degree, if, if you really love it and you already know the community from the inside, it doesn't feel like it's about to be a job. It, it is about to be a job, but it doesn't feel like it. So, you know, there, there's a lot of pros to that. So you had the opportunity, you jumped on it. You're already part of the community. You come in um, still during some COVID activity. I know Texas is a little bit, you know, was a little bit more um, relaxed with the restrictions, a little more relaxed um, than other parts of the country. So yeah, us in the Northeast are jealous, but um, what were your ideas going in? Were there things you wanted to change, add, you know, implement from, from your time as a, a member and a coach? Well, I just, so at one point we were a CrossFit affiliated um, and it, it kind of drove, we were, we have two different things that go on. So we have a boot camp class. We used to be boot camp, just strictly boot camp. Then we threw in the, the CrossFit and some of the boot camp people just really, you know, doing a thruster or doing a snatch or whatever it was that, you know, some of the women were like, I don't want to touch that barbell. So it kind of pushed some people away, scared them away. And, you know, we had a big CrossFit sign up there and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, um, I wanted to bring back as the new owner, I wanted to bring back the boot camp um, and functional fitness is what I wanted to call it. And during the whole COVID deal, I didn't go over this with you a while ago, but during the COVID, we were shut down for two months and um, we live on uh, an area where it's all acreage. Everybody has some acreage and we have a, a big park. And during that shutdown, we started doing workouts at home, let people take equipment home from the gym. And, um, you know, when you're working out with the community, when there's you know, 10 to 15, 20 people working out with you every day, then all of a sudden you're working out by yourself. Um, gets a little lonely, gets uh, a little boring. And um, I just posted our, on our uh, Facebook page one day that, hey, I'm going to be at the park at 4.30 on Monday. If y'all want to come, bring a dumbbell, kettlebell, whatever that day was. And um, next thing you know, we started off with a few people to almost the whole gym would was coming um, – three or four days a week and we opened up a morning class. <laughs> so it, 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 it was pretty awesome to see and posting stuff on the internet and on Facebook. Um, it just got everybody going again, which that's during that time, everybody needed something other than listen to all the stuff on TV and the, just, just the negative stuff and bad stuff was happening all over the world. And, you know, just to get away from that. Fantastic, man. So you do all that. You get to go back into the gym, start working out, um, you know, doing doing the in-gym stuff. Um, from there, you know, did you have any projects? Were there any things like equipment, layout? I know you, you added yeah. back in the boot camp. Oh, yeah. what, what other things did you start doing? Man, I tore that gym to pieces. <laughs> I moved stuff. I'm, I pretty much rearranged the whole gym. 
Um, the rig was in a certain spot, which I thought always needed to move. So I moved it off the wall. So then we had a big wall for wall balls and handstand pushups and all that. Adding uh, rings that we never really had rings for muscle ups to, you know, whatever you could do on the rings, added more space on the rig, added platforms on the rig, a um, couple new bikes, couple more rowers, more equipment just open the gym up it just made it more open it was more just it just wasn't to me it just wasn't a great layout that we had um so when people walked in there you know and there's a few things and things that i've read and listened to and you paint a wall sometimes people are like holy smokes look at this new place you know or you know you see they see what you're doing um is making it better for them so you know we'd paint a wall we'd add pictures i started putting pictures of our uh, community on the wall, um, just adding flags and just just a bunch of stuff, updating the bathrooms, putting fans in our bathrooms because it gets hot and we have showers. So when you're after a workout, people would go work out. You know, it's you know, it's a little little steamy in there and you're sweating. So I put fans in all the bathroom and you know, just things for our community. Awesome. So you know, you took something that already had, you know, it's like they say when you, you buy a house with good bones and you just yes. Want you know, building around it. it was kind of the same thing as a gym. So yep. get in, you start doing some of those things, freshen it up, add, add some things that, that breathe a little life into it. Um, and then from there, um, you've been able to, to grow the membership kind of more than double to where it was. And, and granted it was during COVID time and, and that's, that was rough on a lot of people, but you've still added a significant amount of people and, and, you know, between, adding staff and adding clients are usually the, the two biggest pain points for most gym owners. So we'll get into staff in a little bit, but you know, what have you done? What have been the things that have worked the best for you for, for adding as many clients as you had? Well, I added childcare, which you never had childcare. Um, we always had a little kid space where the parents could come stick their kids in this little area on the bottom in an area with a couple chairs and bean bags. And we had a room upstairs that we did yoga at one point and the yoga teacher left during the COVID deal. And uh, so we had open space up there that was upstairs in this room. And I was like, you know what? We need childcare. There's some people that need childcare out there. And so we did that. I hired a lady that comes in five days a week. We started off two or three classes a week for one hour, you know, the nine thirty or the eight thirty class or eight fifteen class, sorry. And um, next thing you know, like, Hey, what about the nine thirty class? what can we do on this day? Why can't we do it this day? So I was like, you know what, we'll do five days a week, two classes in the morning. And I've added, I don't know how many new members just because of the childcare. Um, you know, the moms don't want to be working out. Then all of a sudden little Johnny's over here need to go to the bathroom or, you know, whatever. Now getting chased by a barbell. Yeah. They can get away from it. You know, you know, have an hour to themselves to work out with their friends. So, uh, that's helped out. I brought in some nutrition supplies, um, looked through about four or five different companies that nutrition stuff, supplements, protein, creatine, pre-workout. We never had any of that. That's really added some people to come in that use the product or whatever. Um, I started a nutrition program that we do once a quarter. Um, we never did a really new nutrition, uh, bought an in-body scale. Um, now we have the first time we did it, I had 75 people, 75 members do the nutrition challenge. Um, and we just keep growing it from there. And we put, I put them on teams. So you'll have like eight people on your team. We'll have eight teams. Um, 
everybody has a buy-in and we, everything's online. We post uh, recipes online and we just, you know, it's, it's, it's a really fun challenge and we've seen some really good results from that. And that's brought a lot of people in just because they hear about it or we will post pictures online, you know, somebody lost 20 pounds in six weeks and, you know, they lost 8% body fat and, you know, just, they feel better. They got off medicines and just, you know, just really good stuff. Awesome, man. So you've, you've basically, it's like you just pushed a sharp uh, shopping cart around the Costco of fitness and you're like, you know, we're just, we're just taking everything. We want, you want to give your members everything served on a, on a silver platter and just one stop shop. It's, it. it's like the Taj Mahal of fitness. So uh, one of the things that I like that, that we talked about that it was unique and partly because you have a big space makes it possible, but also there's, there's some other logistics is you run two classes, more or less. I, I mean, you could call it two classes <laughs> concurrently, um, but with one coach and with specific programming for each. So it's not, it's not like you have um, a CrossFit and then it's a scaled workout. They're two, they might be similar in certain days, but, but very different workouts. Um, and you manage them with one coach in one space. That's, I think overall, we said your gym is about 5,000 square feet. So where was that idea born out of and what kind of logistics did you have to figure out in order to get that going? Well, my wife loves boot camp. I love the functional fitness side and she really wanted to bring the boot camp back. And it was, it was, you know, she's, she's the boss lady. So I do what she says. <laughs> happy wife, happy life, right? Exactly. No. Um, but it's, I wanted to, I just wanted people to have two different options. Um, on the boot camp side, it's going to be a longer grind workout. It's going to be 30 to 40 minutes long. No barbells. It's going to be dumbbells, kettlebells, wall balls. You know, you still get to do pull-ups, toes to bar, you know, got your burpees, rowers, bike. It's everything but the barbell. Um, so that runs for 30, 40 minutes long. The functional fitness side, we implemented a program where we do strength every day. Um, so back squats Monday, Tuesday's a clean, clean and jerk to a press. Uh, Wednesday's uh, deadlift to bench press. Thursday's a snatch. Friday's a front squat. And we do that every day. Um, I wanted that. I really wanted to do the strength part. That was something that we were missing. And people, you know, well, let's do one rep max. We haven't done back squats, you know, but once every week it was, you know, so it's like, let's implement something. So we started that. Then after you do that, then you have the workout and it could be anywhere from three to, you know, whatever, 15 minutes long to 10 minutes. It could be whatever. Um, but yes, that coach coaches both class. We go through a warm up, we explain it. But anyways, it's it's pretty awesome. All right. So this is going to tie in because it, it does take a certain type of coach to be able to multitask, be able to um, do things like that. And I know you were a coach at the gym before you became an owner. How many of the coaches you have now were existing versus people that you brought on? And, and how do you figure out who can handle that type of execution? So every member or every coach that we have was a member at one point. Um, and so they got to see how the class was run. They've gone through the classes. Um, some of them have their L1s and it's, 
you know, there's not a coach that I've hired yet in the two years that have come. I mean, it's the same people, same coaches we've had for, you know, a couple of new ones. I brought a couple of new ones on, um, but they were already members of our, our gym. Um, but everybody else was already a coach at, at when I, when I bought the gym. All right. So they were, so everybody's been a member, so they know the culture, they know the community, they know what's going on. So from there it's, um, has there been any extra um, coaching of the coaches on your part as far as, you know, these are some things that'll help you execute both of these things. Are there any, any special traits or characteristics that you find make somebody able to handle? Yeah, I, like that? You know what? I try to tell everybody when I bought the gym was like, you know, I'm going to change the culture up. You know, people are here to come work out. Right. I mean, they, they see their friends and stuff, but it's like, let's get them in. Let's, you know, explain the workouts, have their little chatty Kathy time when they want to chat. But when it's time to work out, it's time to work out. And I'm serious about it. Um, um, you know, I know people have one hour, so it's like, let's get them in, let's get them working out. And after let's 10, 15 minutes when they're done, you know, then you have time to talk and sit around and which we have a lot of people that just, you know, they don't just come in and work out and they leave, they stay there for another 15 minutes. So that's why some of our times are spread out. Um, cause we have a lot of people that just love to stay and chat and talk and, you know, catch up on the day and make plans for the weekend and all that kind of good stuff. But no, it's uh, it runs very smooth. People are at first, like when they first get there, it's a little, not intimidating. It's just like, how do y'all do this? But I'm telling you, it's, it runs, it runs real smooth. Awesome, man. So um, when it comes to, I know that we have your staff that coaches, one of the other things that you want to have, that you do have in place that you feel is, is necessary for the type of success that you've, you've got and you're going to continue for is you want to see people at every class. So while you don't coach every class in a given day, you're trying to coach a couple of classes a day and rotate through. So a couple morning classes, a couple afternoon, evening. Um, was that something that you had in mind before you became an owner or something that you thought up as you're figuring out how you can, you know, have the best experience for clients? Because I think that um, it's hard to say what's right or wrong, but in the type of atmosphere that it sounds like you're trying to create, I can see where it would fit in. So give me a little bit of insight into that. You know what? You know, just I've been at other CrossFit boxes to functional fitness boxes to whatever. Um, and I don't know. I just as an owner, I feel like, you know, it's my responsibility um, to help people. And I want to be there because, I, I mean, I, I actually love this stuff. I mean, I, I really do. So I want to be there. I want to meet when somebody walks in. I've never seen their face. I want to go see who they are, what they're about, what do they need? Um, and my coaches do the same thing when I'm not there, but I love to introduce myself, walk them around, show them around, introduce them to everybody, make them feel as comfortable as possible because they're walk, walking into a place they've never been before. And a lot of people are like, holy smokes, you know, they see people, you know, doing pull-ups or whatever it is, a snatch during the workout and they're walking in going, oh my gosh, what, what did I get myself into? Um, so my thing was to be there as much as I can, um, coach as much as I can, um, work out as much as I can with my community. I want them to see me, you know, I'm, I'm not some Superman. <laughs> if I made the workout, I want them to see why I did the workout, um, why we made them work out up 
um, that day. So, and I encourage all my coaches to make sure they try to work out during a class with the community, not on their own, not their own special programming, do what we have that they're doing. Fantastic. All right. So I think we have, we have a good solid idea of the background of the, you know, the kind of atmosphere, the community that you're building. You have a lot of things, you know, firing on, on almost all cylinders, but one of them that you're, you're trying to take off and, and, and get off the ground again is uh, a youth program. So give me a, a little bit of an idea. What's your interest in that as far as the combination? Because we know you can, you can do more in the community if you have that. Um, a lot of your clients probably have kids. It will, you know, it adds revenue to the business, opportunities for coaches. How does that all fit together for you? Well, I just, a lot of our, a lot of our community has kids and, you know, I have two of them. One, one's already gone in college. The other one's going to be graduating in a couple of years. So, um, you know, it's setting a good foundation for these kids. Get them off the phone, get them off the TV, go outside, you know, whatever it is. But um, a lot of these kids are playing sports or even if it's not sports, this learning to be around other people, having somebody coach them, you know, I think that's huge. I, I coached my kids, you know, youth sports. And I think it's good for kids to be in a group setting and learning um, exercise. What, why, you know, why, why we do this and get them out, just get them out to move really um, is my big goal. So we did this two years ago with a, a small group of kids and I had a couple of coaches that volunteered to do it. And I think we had maybe a month and a half that we just put it on our Facebook page. And next thing you know, I think we had, they had 40 kids at one time during the summer, two years ago when I first bought it. Um, and it was awesome. Couple uh, uh, softball uh, teams, soccer teams came in. When the uh, one of the moms was coaches, she's like, I'd love for them to get in here, you know, do some weight training, you know, um, learn what some of this stuff is. So we're hoping to do that again this summer for the smaller kids, you know, from five to maybe 11, 12. Then my other goal is to have an older kids sports performance. You know, you can call it what it is. Strength training, agility, speed training um, for the middle school to high school kids. So that's. I already have a couple kids and a couple people that are already interested. So that's my next goal um, is to have some kids um, activities during the summer. Got it. Got it. So for you, it sounds like that, that part is more of a community ad, a kind of more of a give back than an additional revenue driver. Yeah. And, you know, to me, it's, 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 it's going to end up being revenue. So, I mean, that's, Everything that I do, it, it's what it usually turns into, which is good for the gym, good for the community, because I get to add, you know, new equipment to whatever we can do to keep growing the gym. Uh, more people you add, the more equipment you got to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So are there any other things in your short or long-term plans with the gym that you want to add? Any other programs, services, um, you know, relationships with professionals? Would you say bigger space? I want a bigger space. <laughs> but that's the, I mean, I think every gym owner wants a bigger space. Yeah, my you goal know, my, my goal is to hit, you know, that 200 plus members, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, we're 
we're not at capacity yet at our, our gym. We're getting close on some classes because it's just the more popular, everybody has the couple of popular classes during the, during the day. And, um, but my goal is to have a bigger gym and have a big outdoor piece of turf for outdoor stuff. Cause it's, we have nice weather here in Texas. Everybody needs some vitamin, you know, D let's, let's get out in the sun and sweat. People loved when we did the park. Why well, I mentioned earlier, um, they wish we could do that again. So I'm just like, well, why not have a big piece of turf in the back and pull some sleds around and do some crazy stuff out there, flip tires on it, you know, do some other stuff. Heck yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to go out and, you know, flip a tire when it's 150 <laughs> degrees, right? It's like, yeah. Awesome. Get dirty. <laughs> awesome. So um, as we come out, we're running short on our time here. The one other thing that I always like to ask, um, especially for someone like you, I think it's cool because you were in that community for eight or so years before you became an owner. And then you've been doing this a couple of years now. If there's any point, if you could go back and tell yourself one thing, if there's one lesson, anything that stands out for you that's been like a major game changer. Man, I always bring it back to um, it's your coaches you hire. Make sure they have the right you have the right coaches, the right team. Um, you know, I I just we just love to have fun there. It's it's not a you know don't have clicks and just have all these and just make it fun. Don't be gossiping about stuff. People are there, you know, to distress from work to from you know, whatever it is, you know, from their husband, their spouse, just get away for an hour, you know, um, just have a good time. That's all we're about. Get healthy, stay fit, um, enjoy everybody's company and everybody gets to sweat together. And it's, it's great. I love, I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's just, it's a great community we have. Awesome, man. Yeah. I think that sometimes that stuff can get overlooked and locked in with with metrics and plans and logistics but when you can see that for the big picture of what it is it's like um so many people are like the only thing the only regret a lot of us have is like man i wish i would have done this sooner I wish i would have done it younger i wish yeah wish i would have realized that i could you know maybe earn a living at this and love it so yeah i, I love that i love that perspective man i appreciate that so last question i have for you this is going to be an easy one if our listeners want to find you, website, social media, anything like that, where can they find you in the electronic universe? Well, I mean, we're new on Instagram. We never had Instagram, so I just got Instagram. So Iron Antler Fitness um, on Instagram. We do a lot of, we try to, I try to do as much as we can on Instagram, which feeds into our Facebook. Um, then we have, I'm working on a new website. That's another thing we haven't done yet is I want a new website. Right now it's more of a member website. Once you become a member, um, www.ironantlerfitness.com. It takes you to our, um, our RX gym and it's mostly for members. You have to have a login to see the workout of the day and all that kind of stuff. But if you go there, you can see what the prices are and I'm not afraid to post those. And, um, but yeah, that's hopefully in about a month, I'll have a new website pulled up with videos and pictures and a bunch of cool stuff. Crushing it. Yeah. And, and I looked at the website and it does, it's got all the information there yeah. and we could do a whole, a whole, you know, podcast or a series of podcasts about prices and publishing and all that, but <laughs> that's topic for another day. Yeah. We are officially out of time here today, sir. I thank you so much for being on with me. Um, it's been a pleasure having you. I wish you continued success and hope we can check in on you and, and see how the antlers are growing. 
Man, anytime. Give me, a, give me a shout. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling us. All right, sir. And to everyone out there listening, we appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you spending some of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Colton from Sea Results Fitness in Johnson City, Texas. What's up, Colton? How are you today? I am excellent. Another beautiful day to make some gains. Yes, absolutely. I love it. All right, cool. So let's waste no time getting into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? Well, I really kind of resisted the idea, to be honest, of opening up a gym. Uh, I'm a former public educator, so I did that for many years. But it seemed like everyone around me uh, kind of persuaded me to do so. Well, I had a family friend that actually owned a gym and business, and uh, he decided to sell that business. And what I did is kind of picked up, bought the equipment off of him, and uh, opened up Sea Results Fitness. Uh, I'd say not by choice, but just kind of by destiny. Okay. All right. Cool. So it's actually just, it kind of happened. It wasn't something that you ever really planned to do, but it just kind of worked out that way. And here you are. Yes, ma'am. And I've always had a passion for fitness, but it's always just kind of been a, a side thing and I'm kind of been led that way recently. All right. Okay. And how long have you had the facility for now? I've been open for a little over a year, so didn't exactly open in the most opportune time, but uh, like I said, just led that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely an interesting time to be opening a business, but I mean, you're still here, so you must be doing something right. Yes, ma'am. All right. Awesome. So now what is your business model like? Kind of walk us through that. Are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones, open membership, a little bit of everything? What does that all look like? Yes, ma'am. So try to do a little bit of everything. Uh, open membership, of course. Uh, we're a 24-7 facility, so I have that going for me. Uh, do semi-privates, uh, one-on-one training sessions is what I really tried to to do during uh, my hours. Uh, classes as well, have a hit class, cardio kickboxing class, a couple options like that. I've been always looking to expand. So 
uh, I'm a thinker by nature, so whatever way I can uh, improve, always looking for ways. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Open to uh, what's possible, not not closed-minded. So that's a good quality to have. Awesome. Okay. And now, how many members are you currently serving at the facility? So a little under 100 members uh, currently. All right. And how were you able to acquire those members up until this point? What does your marketing look like? How are you getting the word out there about what it is that you're doing? Yes, ma'am. So an interesting thing is uh, moving from really a business that was established uh, previously to opening my own, uh, many of us would think, well, a lot of it was carryover. Whoever was with the previous gym came and joined mine, but not as much. I have, I have a few of my uh, of those original members that have kind of stayed and stuck, but really it's been the word of mouth uh, in a small community such as ours. It's getting to know people, um, letting them come in, see what we have to offer, and um, just positive referrals from others. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. And now have you dabbled in the paid advertising kind of game yet, whether that be through Facebook, Instagram, Google, any of those platforms, or is that something that you haven't done yet? I haven't needed to go that route uh, yet. So I do, you know, go with Facebook, Instagram, but really it's getting out into our community, talking to, uh, adults um, getting into the athletic programs going on and making the connections relationships that way and you know as an educator I learned from the beginning it's building relationships with people and so that's what I have focused on and that's what I'll focus on for many years to come. Yeah absolutely okay and now within the business within the membership itself are there other levels of service that you are offering to your members whether that be uh, nutrition, accountability, anything like that, that provides a higher level of service for your clients, better results, but then also allows you to charge more or provides another stream of revenue for the business? Um, So, you know, I've kind of been a one-man show since the beginning, uh, you know, with the business one year. However, I have uh, connected with other um, providers, you may say, uh, healthcare, uh, nutrition coach, massage therapist, uh, chiropractic care um, to make that kind of referral system uh, to, to bring people in and then to also help improve overall health because, you know, at the end of the day, that is the, the end game is to absolutely. help people get healthier. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, and now what are, if there are any, um, what are the main challenges that you're you're experiencing within the business right now or any bottlenecks that you might be experiencing kind of walk us through those if there are any well you know i think time is always a challenge just never enough hours in a day uh, to balance personal life as well uh i know i've, I've read st- statistics about 50 percent of people uh that were in gyms before we had all the shutdowns are likely not to return so it's really kind of persuading people to get back into, you know, the in-person uh, model rather than at-home workouts, buy some dumbbells uh, or, you know, different apps that they do, you know, at their own home. So kind of building the community because that's what 
people tend to enjoy is to come into the gym and, and seeing someone they've either built relationships with, if it's not uh, myself, and just having that accountability partner. So I think that's been the biggest challenge is kind of getting people back to living healthier lives. Uh, we all kind of got sedentary uh, during the shutdown times. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how could you not, right? It was, it was crazy. Um, okay. And now within that, so now are you, are you looking to expand and grow the membership and help more people get back in the doors now? Or are you thinking of providing some type of like online platform for training or what kind of direction are you going in there? So with, with the gym, you're always looking for membership. Yeah. You may not necessarily be pushing membership, but uh, that's always kind of at the forefront. Uh, now looking from growth standpoint, just offering different options, you know, getting different certifications, uh, looking at the needs of the community, um, I live in a community in which I plan on living for the rest of my life. So uh, I want to keep up and, and help in that way. So that would really be where I look to take things is what do we need here in our town, Johnson City? Yeah. Okay. And so when somebody does show interest in the facility and they're coming in for their first time, what does that look like? Are they coming in for a consultation or a class or some type of a trial? What does that look like? So, you know, of course, they'll reach out uh, by whichever uh, platform they do. So uh, meet me out at the facility. And then, you know, of course, I'll do the general uh, tour. Then we'll go over, you know, their experience in in training, you know, have, have they used weights before? Uh, a lot of people, their their uh, downfall is you get back to the gym after an absence and you go 100 miles an hour and there's an injury. So, you know, we talked about flexibility, stretching, uh, foam rolling, uh, different elements like that to keep them going and, you know, past injuries, uh, regardless of if they're a one-on-one -on -one client. I, I want them to get the most out of the gym and for years to come, keep on, you know, coming out and getting healthier. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so now let's see, what are your, what are your main focuses for this year? Where are you directing most of your attention within the business? What are your goals that you would like to achieve by the end of 2022. Oh, uh, one thing I, I strive to continue, like I said, is different offerings, different fitness classes, uh, mm -hmm. building that tribe. You know, I, I want it to be a family. I always uh, refer to that as a gym family. Uh, seeing people when they come to the door as an opportunity to change their life rather than dollar signs. That's always my focus. Mm hmm. So uh, I'm looking for, you know, different options uh, on the fitness group, fitness class side of things. Um, also, uh, trying to expand more into that online uh, model uh, more so. Uh, I'm kind of old school by nature, so I'm trying to expand my horizons that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, the goal always being to help more people, you know, to serve more people in the best way that you can. Um, so now back to the advertising piece. So I know you've acquired most of your 
clients and members up until this point with organic stuff, the word of mouth, um, you know, organic posting and whatnot. So now if you were able to put some of the systems in place to reach more people using paid advertising, is that something that you would be looking into or willing to do? Um, to reach more people. Cause I, I asked because that's the, that was the main source of leads and people coming into the facility when I was in the facility. Um, so huge opportunity there, especially if you haven't used it at all to just reach more people and, and help more people. Yeah. So, you know, a little, I guess not necessarily your traditional paid advertising, but uh, doing things such as getting the brand name out, uh, T-shirts, uh, things like that, um, making, you know, like little wrist bracelets uh, to pass out to the youth. So things like that go a long way in the small communities to uh, push advertisement. Uh, we were part of a community uh, parade that we did, had a float on the parade. So uh, that is a way of, I guess, investing money for advertising. That's not your traditional, uh, you know, ads you may see on the radio or online uh, outlet that I've used, you know, in the smaller community. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I like ideas like that as far as getting out into the community and, and building that community atmosphere and whatnot. On the flip side of that, the only thing that I'm not a huge fan of is the fact that it's not trackable. So it's not like you can necessarily rely on it or track it on a monthly basis. So it makes it a little bit harder to scale. So, I mean, I always like having multiple poles in the water as far as marketing and advertising goes, just so that if one thing tends to dry up a little bit or slow down, you've got other avenues out there to get more people in the doors. Um, so that's the only thing that is challenging with like the, the word of mouth and the, the things like that. Um, but how many new faces are you seeing on average per month right now? Um, you know, of course you have your, uh, and I'll, I'll, dress, I'll go back and loop back too, but um, between five to 10 uh, mm -hmm. monthly new in some uh, facet, you know, of course you, you always have your, you know, someone to sign up for a gym membership for a few months and they're, oh, I haven't really been in. Uh, I think the, a big element of the business is trying to catch people before they give up. Mm -hmm. So uh, checking in with members, uh, you know, I do monthly emails to uh, connect, uh, you know, just having the conversations. It may not be about fitness, but, you know, how are you doing? Uh, if you get to know their families, you know, asking about, you know, a family member they may have brought up that uh, may have been struggling in some way. So I think the customer retention is, is, is huge. And then as you see, you know, who comes in the door uh, each month and w whichever ways um, that we can make that happen is what I yeah. focused on. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are multiple ways to grow a business. It doesn't always necessarily have to be getting new people in the door, uh, you can get more clients, you know, you can um, get them to pay more by providing them a higher level of service, different uh, service offerings within the business that you already have, uh, and then keep them longer. 
you know, so there are multiple ways to grow the business. It doesn't always necessarily have to be by acquiring new clients. Um, greatest source of revenue are the clients that already exist in the facility. You know, it's like they, they purchased from you once and they're more likely to purchase from you again. And this of course all goes back to providing that high level of service, providing the results that they're looking for. Um, so now what does your membership structure look like? How are you structuring the membership? Do you do Monthly memberships, do you do six months, 12 months, class packages? How does that all work? Um, so I do a little bit on the class package uh, side of things. <clears throat> However, I, I'm more of a month-to-month -month person. I never have been a fan personally of six-month to one-year uh, memberships uh, that kind of lock you in. I see on the business side of things how that's important you know, for, for your revenue. But I like that open lines of communication. Uh, again, I, I circle back to uh, if someone reaches out and I think I don't want to cancel my membership, then you find out why. Uh, maybe it's lack of knowledge of uh, you know gym equipment. Maybe it's a workout program that's stalled. And so uh, that's where I, I go back to to uh, evaluate what's happening there. Uh, but you know, monthly membership basis and then class package, I'll do a little bit with membership and then uh, with classes uh, levels. Okay. All right. And so you mentioned the business side of things when talking about the month to month membership. So has that been challenging for you at all to um, just track monthly revenue on the month to month memberships? Uh, just because, I mean, naturally on a monthly basis, you do have some people that leave, whether that be, they get a new job, something comes up in their life, uh, whatever it may be, you do have people that leave. Um, now, have you found it challenging to kind of keep track of your monthly revenue to have predictable monthly revenue with the membership structure or is retention so good that it's really not an issue? Uh, retention has been uh, much better than expected, and I think a lot of that goes back to that open communication. They, e even if, let's say, a member comes in once a month, twice a month, uh, they're hearing from me in some way. Uh, if it's an email, if it's a text, hey, you doing okay? So, again, that relationship side of things, uh, and always, you know, checking in. Uh, if they're connected through Facebook, Instagram, then it's that great reminder of, hey, oh, I may have not been to the gym, you know, in two weeks, need to get back into it. Uh, they see others that are thriving um, by going to the gym, um, you know, pulling up informational articles to post uh, helps as well to let people know, all right, it's time to get back in it if they haven't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So now one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility or going their own way, doing their own thing, what would that be? What's the biggest thing that's kind of stuck out to you over the last, uh, just over a year now along the way? you got to have a passion for it. Um, and you've got to have a purpose. So, you know, I, I, my purpose really stemmed from uh, watching people in my family as they age um, kind of deteriorate, uh, have different chronic illnesses come up. And so I use that to drive me uh, because I may not know 
whoever it is who walks through that door, but I don't want them to see the same fate. So, mm -hmm. you know, getting a hold on fitness early, you know, even if someone is in their older uh, age, taking them from where they're at to where they can be uh, to prevent, slow down um, different illnesses that they may have or could develop. So really just be passionate and know, you know, your purpose. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important to keep that in mind. You know, the reason why you started, the reason why you do what you do. And a lot of times, I think we kind of get so caught up in the day to day and what we do that a lot of times we forget the impact that you truly have on people's lives. You know, in a lot of cases, it saves people's lives, it extends their lives, it, it allows them to live higher quality lives. Um, so not losing sight of that is, is so important. And especially, you know, when things get a little bit challenging, sometimes it's so important to keep your eye on that and, and remember that at the end of the day. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So now as we approach the end here and start to wrap up, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, so I'm on uh, Facebook, Sea uh, Results Fitness, and then uh, Instagram as well. Uh, those two platforms are my primary platforms. All righty. Pretty straightforward there. Perfect. All righty. So Colton from Sea Results Fitness in Johnson City, Texas, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.